Ladies and gentlemen, live from Los Angeles, California, and another less important place, it's the second annual Biggie Awards. And here are your hosts, John George and Matt Beebe. Hello, hello, hello everyone. everyone. Thank you, thank you. Thank you so thank much you. for coming. We set, yeah. we've got a huge audience here tonight, which is so exciting. There they are. Yeah, we love you guys. Oh, Jack. Yeah. Jack Nicholson Jack invited him personally. Yeah, that guy. And that guy, he's here too. All yeah. these people are here with us and in our studio. They're not wearing masks either, so that's kind of concerning. I told them to yeah. wear masks in the letter. Yeah, it's not funny, guys. You really should have worn the the masks. Uh, yeah, God. stop laughing, hey, please. Don't clap Marty, for cut that. Away. Mar Marty, cut away from this. This is embarrassing for us. Oh God. Thank you. Jeez. Oh geez. Well. Uh, we're, we're here. here. It's time. Uh, you know, every great award show opens with a, a great sort of funny opening bit from the hosts. Uh, we had about 15 staff professional comedy writers come up with some jokes for us. So uh, let's hear it, John. Give me a good topical but not too offensive joke. Okay, yeah. I'll start off with my first joke that, of course, was written by 15 other people. Yeah. Um, how about this COVID thing? You know, it's like... Uh, all these masks and stuff. <laughs> it that, sure is uh, lame that we have that COVID is is here and we yeah. have to wear masks. Yeah, it's like last year, you know, at the Oscars, I could tell when you were laughing at my joke. Now I just think you guys are all mad at me or something. You know, can't see your faces. Oh, what? This was fifteen writers. They worked for three <laughs> days on this, guys. How did this not work? We paid them oh so much God. money. I thought I that got, joke was good. Yeah, we got Ellen to help us write that. That was an Ellen exclusive joke right there. <laughs> Ellen and I stayed up all night coming about the joke where we can't see people laugh because they're wearing masks. And this is <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. I no one laughed. No one clapped. I just spent so much money on that. Yeah, Ellen. well. It's going to be a night of of sunk costs, unfortunately. Uh, you know, Marty, uh, we told him he had to live produce this one. He said he didn't know what that was. Um, and then he <laughs> asked me for uh, help with his iPhone, which I, I couldn't do. So we got um, our, our buddy Charlie to, back in the booth helping Marty with all the live production here. Um, so, yeah, yeah, let's do it. Let's give it up for him. They're back yeah. there uh, eating Dunkaroos and having a great time together. Um, but this is the Biggies. It's our annual award show. And uh, we might want to give out some awards occasionally. Yeah. I mean, let's just jump right into it and give out our first award, baby. How does that sound? I mean, I hate when award shows just keep going on and on at the beginning. Let's, let's start it off here with uh, Marty himself. He has his own award at the Biggies. So it's the Marty. We, we should make clear, uh, Marty yeah. gets his own award where he selects the candidates. This is the Martin Scorsese uh, Memorial Award for Cinematic Excellence for Martin Scorsese's personal favorite movie of the year. So why don't you read the nominees, John? Yep. So these are his five favorites. Martin gets his own, own category. Wonder Woman 1984, The New Mutants, Sonic the Hedgehog, Birds of Prey, and Fast and Furious presents... Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, that one was up for it last year, um, mm -hmm. but we it didn't win. So I figured we should 
give him another shot. I feel like a not enough award shows give people a second chance kind of at redemption. Yeah. They're always too busy, you know, it's like a yearly thing or whatever, but it's like, come on, give them a second shot. It's a good film. They lost, but they get they, they need another chance. I like it. Yeah. And to be fair, Marty would not stop talking about Hobbs and Shaw. He's to this day still talking about it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty annoying, but it is one of his favorite movies of all time. Uh, the weird part about this award show is even though that is an award made by Marty and you'd think he would pick his favorite movie. Uh, we debate who should win live on stage, me and you. Marty's not going to be involved at all. So yeah, I guess we have to absolutely. pick our favorite of these five. Uh, um, yeah, and we'll, we'll take Marty's opinion into consideration, as we often <laughs> do. But uh -huh. this is our award show, so we pick the awards. Marty be damned. Um, oh, yeah. So, John, what are you feeling right off the bat? Right off the bat, I got to tell you what, even in, even in our live Twitch chat, for the people who couldn't join us in person, we already got Tom saying Birds of Prey should not be among this list. Um, which makes me immediately want to give it to Birds of Prey. Yeah. Uh, Birds of Prey, great egg sandwich scene. Um, that's all I have to say about it. That's and that's that, really all that you have enough. to say. Yeah. Um, you know, it's Birds of Prey is a strong contender uh, here. I would like to quickly shout out Wonder Woman 1984 for being probably the most hilarious on this okay. list. Um. Ooh. Uh, oh, uh, just quick, because we'll address the uh, the comments very quickly on our award show. You know, like they do at the Oscars. They read the Twitch chat. <laughs> they read the um, Twitch chat. Uh, John has just gotten a compliment on his eyes, and I'm sure he appreciates Thank that. Thank you, Brian. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, I. Uh, speaking of, uh, you know, my pretty eyes, they're blue. Sonic, he's also blue. And I must say, out of these lit, I expected this movie to be on Marty's list because he tends to like these type of movies. I did not expect to enjoy this movie at all. I thought it would be utter shit, for lack of a better word. Yeah. Um, so I'm impressed by Sonic the Hedgehog. I almost want to give it to Sonic the Hedgehog for actually managing to be an average movie rather than a bad one. Uh, John, meow. I think you're... Oh, there's <laughs> Sonic. He's in the... There's Ben Schwartz. The... Oh, my God. No, John, that's Sonic. I don't oh, know who sorry, Ben Schwartz sorry. is. That's Sonic the yeah, Blue yeah. Hedgehog in the in the audience. I I'm so sorry. I'm not. I just guessed a random name. Yeah. Uh, you just made. I mean, it is a funny <laughs> name to make up. Ben Schwartz. Yeah, like, what even is that? Exactly. I don't. Know I want to say my piece because I think Sonic the Hedgehog, much like Avengers Endgame, who won last year uh, this coveted award, it kind of has everything. Uh, Sonic is a Fortnite gamer. He makes some really <laughs> funny jokes about chili dogs, I think. I can't remember the movie very well. Um, James Marston is in it, which is always a plus. Mm -hmm. And it's probably the first movie maybe ever that everyone hated so much before it even came out that they had to do it over. That's um, true. And Marty That's loves... History. Here's actually a little known fact. is The Sonic we saw in that original trailer, the one with the teeth and the scary face, that was actually what Sonic actually looks like. They had to digitally de-age him <laughs> yep. for the theatrical cut, and Marty was so impressed by that um, because they used the same technology from The Irishman. Yeah, I, and that's why it's on this list, of course. And I think Marty was, just, you know, he loves Hops and Shaw, but he was kind of itch. I think Sonic the Hedgehog deserved this one, maybe. I, I really do. I think it's also like, I feel like it's one of the biggest, it was, it was one of the biggest blockbusters of the year just because... Um, after it came out, no one could go to movie theaters anymore. It, it made true. the cut. 
It yeah. made the cut before everything it, closed. It arguably caused the pandemic, as far as we know. <laughs> and for that raw power, I think Sonic the Hedgehog is going to have to take it. Yep. Sonic the Hedgehog, our first winner of the night. Absolutely. Winner. Hobbs and Shaw, you'll get them next year. Don't worry about it. <laughs> winner of the Martin Scorsese Memorial Award for Cinematic, Cinematic Excellence this year is Sonic the Hedgehog. Unfortunately, Sonic, um, he he's so fast he already left the theater before this was decided for some reason i guess he got nervous or something so yeah uh here to accept the award is matt Beebe. uh yeah i will accept it in sonic's stead uh thank you everyone this is a great honor to receive an award from martin scorsese is what i assume sonic the hedgehog would say <laughs> um <laughs> if he were here tonight um you know ever since i was a young hog all i wanted to do was go fast and not just go fast, but go furious. And so that's why it was such an honor to be nominated in the same category as Hobbs and Shaw. So uh, until my next great movie, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, Tales is here now. That's, I've just leaked the title. That's the whole title. Um, <laughs> I, I accept this word, award with much grace. Thank you, Marty. You are my rock, my hero. Uh, I, I wouldn't be here without you. Me, Sonic the Hedgehog, would not be here without Martin Scorsese. Thank you. <laughs> wow wow i i had a feeling sonic was gonna say that tonight i really did yeah um, i really inhabited the character of sonic so <laughs> i think i got that speech right you know i think he nailed it i think that's exactly what he would have said for sure yeah. so oh yeah that's what's gonna ha be happening all night um god what an award show you know <laughs> it's a show with awards for sure <laughs> Oh, uh, should we get to the next award, baby? Um, yeah, we might as well. This is a big one of the night. We're jumping right into Best Actor. Ooh, already. And here are our nominees for Best Actor. We have Mads Mikkelsen from Another Round, Riz Ahmed from Sound of Metal, Steven Yoon from Minari, Hugh Jackman from Bad Education, and of course, Rudy Giuliani from Borat Subsequent Movie Film. He sent us that picture, actually, by the way. If you're listening later, you can't see it, but it's a great picture of Rudy Giuliani. One of the best we can find. Oh, yeah. You just picture, picture the best picture you could possibly think of a Rudy Giuliani. That's exactly what we got. Um, yeah, I mean, this is an exciting award this year, BB. I think we got some good performances on here, of course. Rudy Giuliani, as we know, in Borat 2, he was acting. That was not real. Yeah, um, it was it was a whole scripted. Well, actually, I I don't want to lean into that. I want to be. <laughs> I want to go straight to really Giuliani. Really Giuliani just came into the room and he just knew his part. No script, no direction. <laughs> Rudy Giuliani just All knew improv. what to do. All so improv, good. and that's impressive. How many actors yeah. can improvise an entire dramatic scene in a movie? Yeah, that is pretty crazy, I must say. Rudy, I mean, I, I was just, honestly, I was in tears at the end of that scene. I, I couldn't believe what, what was on my screen. And I can't say that about too many actors this year. But I can say that, honestly, about these other four actors, too. Because they, they had some pretty good movies, some pretty good performances. Yes. Uh, we're being called... Uh, Kristen in chat says, Steven Yoon, you racist. I'm not... A, we included a person of color, so we're racist? Um, not maybe you mispronounced his name. Maybe you mispronounced his name. So now you're oh. being called a racist. I don't know. 
That could be I, it. I, I, could be anything. I've only ever read. No, no, yeah. please, please. Oh. We've been canceled. Oh, we got God, canceled. We've been canceled at our own award show. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh so we have to choose them or else we will be called racist according to the <laughs> Twitch chat. So I guess that will be my first argument. Do we pick? I mean, we have some white people on this list, and then we have Steven Yoon. So and do Riz we? Ahmed, oh yeah, white. I forgot. Riz, Riz is not a white either. My bad. Uh, um, the Oscars so might be I, so white, but the biggies, we got some. <laughs> we got some representation. So we've we've already backed ourselves into a racism corner here. So I think we just go full white here, baby. I think we ignore all these actors of color. I don't really, you know, we gotta, we're white people, right? People, you don't understand that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what are we? The Academy? <laughs> <laughs> Am I right, everyone? Am I right? Um, but yeah, actually, I think this is a really strong lineup of actors. Um, so it's going to be hard to choose. I, I right off the bat am very partial to Mads Mikkelsen. Um, just because he's a beautiful man, and I think another round is is underappreciated for for the like sort of very subtle performance he gave in that. Um, yeah, but yeah, huh. I yeah, I like Mads as well. I kind of am leaning also Riz Ahmed because, as you said in your review on this on this episode of Sound of Metal, that he basically carried the movie for you. I think he also pretty much carried that movie and his performance was i mean it was mainly about him so he had to carry but yeah his performance was was pretty great um as far as steven yoon goes i think he also did great but there's still like a other performance his burning performance lingers in my mind and that i think it was much better than his minari performance yeah so yeah i, I would don't say... want to give it to him for minari yeah, and obviously Hugh Jackman's Hugh Jackman. Like you just like him because he's Hugh Jackman. Um yeah. and Long Island represent in a bad way for this one, I guess. Uh <laughs> but I like looking at this list, honestly, I even though I didn't like Sound as Sound of Metal as much as the other actors in this category. Oh, we're getting the crowd is chanting Rudy from the Twitch chat. <laughs> oh, God. Um, is, I didn't like Sound as Metal as much as the other movies from this category, but like Riz Ahmed did sort of nail it. Um, and the movie is also about like one of my great fears, which is losing my hearing and like not being able to listen to music. Um, mm. and, and even when he sort of gets his hearing back, like that was also awful for me. Uh, I'm I actually I didn't think I was gonna lean Riz Ahmed at this point, but I feel like I might be now. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I think this is a tough one. I agree with you, BB. They're all they're just all they're all pretty pretty even to me this year. Um, but I'm I'm willing to give it to Riz, to be honest. I I think we should just go for Riz. <laughs> yeah. Let's give it to Riz. Best actor, Riz. Give it to Riz. I'm sorry, Mads. Maybe next year. Yeah. Like Hobbs and Shaw, Mads will be back. <laughs> Mads, Mads will be back. Uh, yeah, give it up for Riz Ahmed. Unfortunately, Riz could not make it tonight. So accepting the award in his place will be our very own John George. Uh, hello. I I'm Riz Ahmed. I'm here. Um, I actually, uh, I still... I'm so into my role, I've, I've, I can't hear sometimes. So um, I'm sorry, it took me a little while to walk up to the stage. I didn't know I got the award. I, someone had to tell me. Um, I kind of just tune everybody out. 
but I mainly want to thank um, Marty Scorsese as well. This movie wouldn't have happened without you, Martin. Um, it just wouldn't have. And I also want to thank Sonic the Hedgehog because it wouldn't have happened without you either, Sonic. Both you guys came together. You came to me with this idea. Um, and this is one of the first movies, you know, kind of headed by an actor who he doesn't want to direct it. I'm just an actor. I don't want to write it either, but it's a good idea. Um, and the one that Sonic gave to me specifically, uh, Marty was just kind of there. So he lucked out that he's even on this project and I'm thanking him right now. But um, yeah, I just want to thank everyone. I, I, I acted my heart out, I, I must admit. Um, and I acted my ears out as well. I legit <laughs> have a lot of trouble hearing now. I don't, I don't know why, but I just, I can't hear. Thank you. All right. That was a solid acceptance speech from John George as Riz Ahmed. Um, really got into that role. Yeah, I actually didn't know that about how Sonic the Hedgehog and Martin Scorsese pitched that movie. That's really interesting. Yeah, it's kind of nice that that actually tied together. It, like fits our um, fits our award show so far. Actually, like that's a, a very, nice little plot through. You a know? very like. consistent night. Yeah, it would be weird if everyone thanked Martin Scorsese <laughs> and Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, but it's yeah, it's cool that it could like, happen. It could it, happen. That we, just we lined up like that. Um, I, and it could happen too because those guys are all over Hollywood. So <laughs> you never know when they're getting their fingers into some project. Mm -hmm. Pitching movies left and right. I like it. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, we uh, we should head on to our our next category, of course, which um, goes right along with best actor. It's best actress. Yes, uh, one for the ladies. Last year we just had one acting category, but this year uh, we're we're yes. splitting them up. We're oh, we're yeah. enforcing the gender binary. Oops. Uh, <laughs> we're going but, back in time here. It's very nice. Of us. Give us the noms for best actress, John. <laughs> Uh, we got Maria Bekalova from uh, Borat 2. We got Frances McDormand from Nomadland. Vanessa Hudgens from Princess Switch 2. Carrie Mulligan from uh, Promising Young Woman. And then Cine Flanagan from Long Silly Title. <laughs> or otherwise known as um, Never Rarely, Sometimes Always. I'm glad you remember <laughs> that one. I didn't when I was making the graphics. So uh, that's that's just what I put in. It's a good nickname. Yeah. Much, much catchier, um, I think. Oh, yeah. I mean, immediately the chat going off Vanessa Hudgens, huge fan favorite. I mean, and for good reasons, right? She played three different people in one film, baby. Three separate characters who all interacted and also all disguised each other as each other. The three characters who are also three other characters. It's it's the Robert <laughs> Downey Jr. Tropic Thunder times three, you know? It's insane. I mean, she had uh, so many accents. She had to pretend to be pre other people while pretending to be other people. It, that's crazy, right? Um, that, that's great acting. Absolutely that, great acting. That is what acting is all about, is, is playing one character and also another character and also a third character. Um, and no one else on this list has done that. So right now, frontrunner Vanessa Hudgens Okay. Uh, well, for Princess Switch 2. I'm going to say it right out there. Okay, wow. Well, let's take a look at the other ones. You know, let's at least give them a chance. Sydney uh, Flanagan, I guess I'll start out by saying BB has not seen the film, so I'm the only one that can rave about Sydney Flanagan. And um, she was great. 
Um, I think she'll be great in a lot of movies going forward as well, though. So I think we'll see her again on this list. Um, Frances McDormand, we both we both watched Nomadland. I think we enjoyed it less than most people. But we uh, still have her here. You know, we think she had a good performance. So I'd I, say I think like this might be out. I don't know. Francis like did just vanish into that role. Like I want to give her credit that True. she's on this list for a reason, even though we weren't super hot on Nomadland. Um, so yeah. Uh, but again, she's probably not my strongest contender, which brings us to uh, the battle of the century, which would be <laughs> K- Carrie Mulligan from promising young woman and Maria Baklova, uh, mm-hmm. a, a longtime seasoned actor, but versus, uh, a first time like Hollywood star breakout star, if you will. Oh yeah. Um, I, if I have to choose between these two, I'm immediately Maria hundred percent for me. Like, yeah, she overall performance actor or actress, no matter what gender you are, I'd like, she impressed me the most, um, out of anyone probably. I just didn't, I, I think it's mainly cause going into Borat too. I didn't expect her character to, I like I knew Borat was going to have a daughter. I didn't expect her to play such a big role and also be so good at it and and outshine Borat in his own movie. Yeah. Um, so I, she just she surprised me in so many ways. Um, I, I loved her performance. Yeah, I I'm I'm with you because like she just came out of nowhere and we made the joke about Rudy Giuliani and how he just showed up unscripted in the scene and knew what to do she actually like did that borat's not like a heavily scripted movie especially in the prank segments uh and she was completely unflappable just impossible to shake that woman uh i and on top of that like giving a really emotional performance during the scripted sections which was also very impressive um which is kind of wild because it's a borat movie very nice uh so to to give that level of emotional depth in Borat and also be able to do Borat, it's I like there, I don't know if there's much of a discussion to have here. I feel like we have to go. We have to give it to her, Maria Baklova. Yes, congrats to Maria. Congrats, she Maria. You've you've taken the biggie for best actress. Yes, she deserves the applause. She unfortunately could not make it tonight. Um, so expect, accepting the award for her will be none other than Matthew Beattie himself. Uh, all right. Well, this is an interesting one for me to do. I think I speak for all women, as I often do, uh, when I say this award is a huge honor. Uh, John George and Matt Beattie giving someone an award is a big deal. And, you know, uh, Maria was in Borat too, and I think this is an equal honor uh, to being cast in the sequel to one of the biggest movies ever made is getting a biggie. Um, I would like to speak uh, for on, on women's issues very quickly because that's the thing people do uh, when they win an award, an award show. Yes, um, so everyone, if you could all be like nicer to women and, and chill, we wouldn't have to make movies like Promising Young Woman anymore. Uh, it wouldn't be relevant. So that is a good movie, though. So that's a little conflicting. I feel like I'm talking myself into a corner here now. This is going to get clipped later for my own cancellation. But I will say my name is Matt Beebe. 
I speak for all women and I'm being played out. Uh, so thank you. Thank you very much for the award. Thank you, Charlie, for playing him out. He was getting us close to being canceled there. Yeah, um, you know, maybe I should have just gone for the old Sonic Martin Scorsese. Thank you. That seems to be the safe bet. <laughs> just always go for that. Never get into politics. All right. Yeah, I got too political there. That was, <laughs> I, you know, I always hate when movies and t- TV stars and all that get political. I don't know why I did it. Because <laughs> it, you're too used to it. You know, it, it, that's what happens. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, up next, some uh, have argued this award is the only award at the biggies that matters yeah um it's the chubby the hottest movie of the year this is our premiere award this is the reason you watch the biggies it's to find out which movie got us the most boned up let's see those nominees (laughs) the nominees for the chubby are of course yes yes the nominees are of course wonder woman 1984 but only the cat I want to be clear, only the cat. Next up is Mank. Obvious reasons. Sonic the Hedgehog, once again, his second nom of the night, big honor. Birds of Prey, another second nom. And of course, Lover's Rock, which you might not uh, know as much about, but assure, I assure you, it's hot. Oh yeah, it's hot, baby. It's hot, and yeah, those, whew, those, those five, ugh. They might be as good as last year's, baby. I know last year we had cats. That was tough. But luckily enough, Wonder Woman 1984 brought back cats in yes. a smaller form. But thank God, because, yeah. it, I you mean, know, Patty I got my Jenkins, Patty Jenkins knew what we wanted, right? Like she saw cats and she was like, OK, not a lot of people saw this too much cats. Right. Um, but uh, this time, if we just do one cat, maybe that'll be it. Maybe everyone will be in if we just do the one cat. And I think maybe she might have perfected the formula here. Oh, yeah. Uh, she might have. I mean, we all know it was just so many, so many cats at once that our bodies maybe got a little bit too horned up at once when we watched cats. You know, mm-hmm. it was like overwhelming the amount of horned up we were getting. But this time it was just a nice, you know, subtle horned up, you know, just one cat. Yeah. Um, I got to say, Sonic the Hedgehog, it did get me horned up. but the original version of Sonic the Hedgehog before they changed him got me a little bit more horned up. So I'm a little bit upset about that part. Yeah, it's it's rare that you see a movie be made less sexy uh, over the course of its its development. So it was a strange choice. I mean, it's Sonic the Hedgehog. So you know what you're going to get. Even if they use the digital de-aging, it's still good. Um, <laughs> meow? Yeah, Sonic. Meow indeed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's just trying to get our cat vote. He yeah, see, care. he always tried to get our cat vote. Uh, of course, yeah. Mank. I, I, do we even have to explain Mank? Obviously, a very hot movie. Um, Birds of Prey. You know, Margot Robbie. She's she's you know Harley Quinn and Harley Quinn. That's uh, that's the hot. That's hot. As that's as Adams as Adam Sandler did in Hubie Halloween, he had everyone dressed up as Harley Quinn. And I don't know why I, we completely forgot Hubie Halloween just outshines Birds of Prey yeah. because there are a million Harley Quinns in there. And now, now I think about it. Didn't one of the women who dressed up as Harley Quinn and Hubie Halloween get fired from her job for doing that? Uh, yes, I think, I think so. she did. Um, which is why it's not on this list because uh, Hubie <laughs> Halloween clearly hates hotness. Uh, we shouldn't yeah. pass up Ewan McGregor from uh, Birds of Prey as well. Very hot. 
Oh, yes. Um, we, you know, but we, of course, we got Mary Elizabeth Winstead and all the other great people in that movie. It's just a stacked cast of hotness. They were going for straight, just hot people and really good egg sandwiches. Uh, so that's a, honestly a more strong contender now that I think about it. Oh, yeah. God, these are all pretty hot. And of course, Lovers Rock, that movie's built to be hot. It's just people dancing for 70 minutes straight and grinding yeah. on each other, baby. Um, uh, you know, we watched Lovers Rock on your Twitch stream on this channel, and uh, I did not expect for all the sensual dancing, uh, all the great hats people were wearing. Not enough great hats in, in a lot of movies. So I was glad I Lovers Rock was able to fill that. Uh, but yeah, I'm... Who, I'm what's your top runner? Now. What's your top runner here, baby? Give me, in give my me your heart, top. In my heart of hearts, I want to say Wonder Woman because it's like, how can you not? Cat. It's got it's the got, cat. It's and got we the gave cat. it to cats last year. Like, that was so good. That was yeah. so much horny energy coming out of these CGI cats. Yeah. Um, as we said, it improved on cats. It made it, it, it was a better version of horny in our opinion. Um, so I, I feel like we just got to give it to Wonder Woman 1984. Hold, hold on, hold on real quick. Wait. Uh, really quick. Before we give it to okay. Wonder Woman 1984. Okay. Okay. What? What's up? Mank. <laughs> Let's give it to Mank. Let's give it to Mank. <laughs> Let's give it to Mank, baby. Hottest movie. Mank. The hottest movie this Mank. year is Mank. Mank. Yes. The audience is cheering for Mank. They're chanting Mank. Oh my oh god, I really god. come from behind win there. That was such a come from behind. I didn't even consider it in my top four. And, and then all of a sudden it was the winner. When I was watching Mank, <laughs> I'll tell you there was a come from behind. Uh, <laughs> and that's why it wins this award. Um, and of course, uh, unfortunately, Herman J. Mankiewicz nor Gary Oldman could be here tonight. So accepting the award in his stead, it's John George. Hello, everybody. I am here to accept the award, of course, for um, Gary Oldman or Herman J. Mankiewicz. Um, I'm sure if Herman were here tonight, uh, of course, as we know, he, he wasn't actually uh, at the Oscars when he won it. That was sad uh, for Citizen Kane, that is. If, if you watched Mank, you would know, which, of course, he watched Mank. Everybody watched Mank. It was everyone's favorite and sexiest movie of 2020. Um, and... If I were if I were Gary Oldman right now, I would be thanking the hell out of David Fincher for making this black and white. Number one, that's the hottest possible color scheme you can have in a movie. So already black and white. Uh, Got to thank the costume design suits, ties, 1940s. Can't see a piece of skin. That's hot. Then you're wondering, oh, what does Mank look like under all that? Does is he does is he hanging dong? Like how big is it? Stuff like that. You know, keeps it in the air. Um, and yeah, I gotta thank, I gotta thank David Fitcher also for writing in some amazing scenes of Mank being completely blackout drunk, um, fat man with wearing a wife beater in bed, um, bedridden as well. Cause we all know that is one of the hottest, that's so hot in porn right now. It's the step, stepsister stuff. And then the next trending thing is black and white. Um, in bed, old man. So, thank you all. I'll leave being played off right now. So, see you guys. It's a really good speech, John. I liked how you brought up an interesting idea that, like, 
uh, you said Mank was hanging dong, but we couldn't see it. So is the implication that we're always hanging dong? We're just sort of clothed. We're hanging dong right now. Maybe. Yeah, that's I want. I I think we're really going to revolutionize the way people <laughs> look at the world now. Because every day you're going to go up to someone who has a dong and be like, they might be hanging. They are hanging dong. Right <laughs> I'm seeing them hang dong. It's just covered up. Yep, it's just covered up. If they, if those pants were off, trust me, I would be able to see that. So. Yeah. And it would be hanging. Uh, yeah, that's we're very sex positive here on Big Boy Movies. So uh, we've really opened some doors with that, I think. And if if you want to think about Manx hanging dong, that's great because we always have been. Oh, yeah, for sure. I now interrupt the Biggie Awards for an important Big Boy Movies announcement. First off, we're going to be taking next week off. But the reason we're taking next week off will be that our next episode is going to be another big one. And it's going to be live produced on Twitch, just like the biggies. It's going to be March Dadness. A lot like March Madness, the NCAA basketball tournament. Except instead of basketball teams, we're going to do the worst dads in cinema history. We're going to pit them up against each other. And we're going to see who ends up being the baddest dad in the land, and we need some special help to do that. It can't just be me and BB. Jeffrey James is also going to be joining us. That's right, one of our favorite guests, Jeffrey James, will be back. It's going to be live once again on twitch.tv slash John underscore George on March 14th at 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific time. Please join us there. I think it's the best way to watch it. We're going to have graphics, all that stuff, the whole shebang. But if you can't catch it live, don't worry. We'll, of course, record it and post it in podcast format once again. Also, give us a follow on Twitter, at Big Boy Movies. If you want to see the bracket, make your own predictions before the episode airs. I think it's going to be super exciting. I'm hoping maybe if someone gets a perfect bracket, we could show it on stream. I, I doubt it's going to happen. It's like one in a million, but I mean, it could. So yeah, no big boy movies next week, but two weeks from now, March Dadness is happening with Jeffrey James. Please come watch it. Nine Eastern, six Pacific, twitch.tv slash John underscore George on March 14th. All right. Now back to the biggies. Next up, uh, we got, our classic music category baby best music yeah and we should note for this category uh we're including original score as well as the soundtrack so just any music that tickled our fancy uh went into this category yeah we're not we're not exactly music experts so let's take a look at these nominees here um best music we got soul bill and ted three Promising Young Woman, Baby Teeth, and Borat Subsequent Movie Film. I must say I like I like the consistency of Borat. It's either it's been Borat 2, Borat Subsequent Movie Film. Um, you know, they're different movies, maybe. Who knows? Yeah, I mean the movie title changes within that movie too. So um uh Kristen is saying the toxic instrumental. Don't know what that is, unfortunately. That's from that's from Promising Young Woman. Which is why oh. I th- a big reason why it was included on this list. I think that's the best song in the entire film. I thought she was like naming a movie called Toxic Instrumental. I just <laughs> never heard. That's of. a good. That's a good movie title, The Toxic Instrumental. Wow, yeah. I would love that movie. Yeah, um, about like someone who plays acid jazz. Okay, and we're see. This is the great part of ha- having a Twitch jazz. We get to see who we snubbed live. Birds of yeah. Prey apparently was also snubbed because Doja Cat had a song in it. Um, so sorry, Tom, but yeah, we snubbed it. Um, but yeah, we got five five 
movies in here. I'd say most most of them, I four of them are mostly from like their soundtrack, whereas Soul is from their original score. So yes, um, I want to say I want to come right out the gate and say that Bill and Ted three did have the song that healed all of space and time and brought that's everyone tough. together across the universe. Wow. So that's like cheating almost. That's yeah. obviously the best song. They already made the best song. They did make the best song, but did they have overall the best music? Yeah, did the rest of the music like bring it down, even though they did Ooh. unite all of people in friendship and harmony through space and time with the last song? That's very true. Did it average out? Um, I really, I like Borat's soundtrack a lot. And that's just because it's basically just um, Borat versions of pop songs and stuff, yeah. which I think is funny. Um, what else there? Soul just had a great score. Um, yeah. Trent Reznor, right? So pretty good stuff. Trent Reznor and then some another jazz artist who did the actual like jazz compositions, um, uh, who unfortunately I can't remember their name. Which is too bad. Um, <laughs> and then promising young woman, the as as has been stated, they got the the string version of toxic in there, which was just such a moment. Um, I would say yeah. all of these movies stand out for like one or two songs, except for Soul, which is like a music movie. I don't know if it's fair to do that, right? It's like I guess Bill and Ted is also a music movie, but Soul like. It's it's about jazz and it has the fun ethereal yeah. Trent Reznor stuff. Yeah, I do like Souls a lot. I will shout out Baby Teeth. BB didn't see Baby Teeth, but I put it on here because the soundtrack was killer. Um, but yeah, I will give it to. I, I think Soul definitely is deserving of it. Yeah. Um, even though I I enjoyed almost all of these soundtracks, I think Soul had the most effort and it was. It was the main big aspect of the movie, at least. So, yeah, I would say Soul. Soul probably takes it. So, congrats yeah. to Soul. Congrats to Soul, winner of Best Music oh, Jazz. We've got a big graphic that just says very, Jazz on. Very good graphic. Thank you, Charlie. I, Thank that you. Is... Well, I'm going to guess that was Marty. That seems like something Marty <laughs> I, I appreciate it, Marty. But uh, unfortunately, the Soul, the uh, people from Soul, uh, the, the animated people couldn't make it tonight. So uh, BB is here to accept it for them. Uh, thank you very much, everyone. Uh, I would just like to remind everyone of that time we made the joke of how Soul should have ended with uh, Trent Reznor's song where he says he wants to fuck you like an animal. Um, honestly, that's more the reason he won because it's still funny to me that the Nine Inch Nails that guy does Pixar music. Um, but yeah, of course, thank you to Matt Beebe and John George is what I assume he'd say because he knows our names. Mm -hmm. um, music is a real passion of mine and a passion of everyone's. And when we wanted to make a movie about a black guy becoming a cat, uh, <laughs> we knew exactly how to score that. It just came to us in a dream. Every note of music erupted from our minds the moment we saw a picture of that animated chubby cat um so it's really we can't even take credit for it it is the artist of pixar who did that funny cat um so this award really belongs to him but uh we'll accept it for now thank you everyone and good night wow thank you so much trent we're on a first first name basis 
Yeah, uh, he's on my work I, I call him T Rent sometimes. <laughs> he, he doesn't seem to like that, but I think it's pretty cool. The Resi, the Res Dog. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Maybe we call the Best Music Award the Resi from now on. Oh, the Resi. I like it. Yeah. Um, maybe when he dies, we'll we'll give it to him. Actually, should we kill him real quick so we can dedicate that to him? Call it the Resi. Uh, um, for legal purposes, no, we do not want to kill Trent Reznor. Uh, okay. Um, I was just checking. Didn't know if we talked to the lawyers. Yeah, maybe let's, say, yet, John, but... let's just like meet after this whole thing. We'll have to have a little conversation. Okay, yeah. 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 Okay. That sounds good. Yeah. We'll just mm-hmm. post show, post show. Yeah, yeah. Um, miss awards. People like those. <laughs> um, okay. Well, we got another award to give out. This one's for our Canadian fans, which we have so many of, of course. And yeah, um, we're, we're just trying to, you know, broaden our horizons here, baby. You know, some people Absolutely. are like, oh, watch Hollywood movies, watch American movies only. And it's like, come on. Right. There are other countries, right? Other people out there. Yeah. And here's movies. the thing is every every award show is like, oh, we have a best foreign language film, best foreign film award. And it's like, what does that even mean? We're yeah. all people of the earth. We're all children <laughs> of the damn earth. So we wanted to give a chance for Canada to not be nominated for something for once. You know, every year these foreign films it's like oh can't nominate an american movie for the foreign film category well now we can because this is this is a canadian award officially so let's check the nominees this is best foreign film if you're canadian and the nominees of course are another round from denmark wolf walkers which we're pretty sure is from ireland we did some googling about that uh baccarat from brazil minari which is from the usa Korea, the Golden Globes couldn't figure it out. Neither could we. So Minari, uh, and of course Artemis Fowl, which is definitely a movie from Ireland. It's shot in Ireland, so I don't know how else they could have made it. Wow, look at these nominees. Ireland, I, yeah, hands. Give some claps for Ireland here. Wow, dominating two big year for Ireland. Two movies. Um, my God. And yeah, I'm glad we got Banari on here. And luckily enough, since we it's from Canada, it's, you know, it's from the Canadian aspect. People won't get mad at us about having Banari on here uh, because technically USA is foreign to Canadians as well yeah. as yes. Korea. And this movie, yeah, is mostly spoken in Korean, um, which isn't spoken in either the US or Canada, uh, I assume. Uh, so it's, it, I'd say it lives pretty comfortably here. The Golden Globes won't do it, so we will, damn it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we got some, I mean, we got some. Or no, favorite. wait, the Golden Globes did it. I can't remember the controversy now. It's Golden Globes made it a foreign film, even though it's not. So we're yes. actually just as bad as them. Yes, basically, uh, we are just as bad as them, but we're like, we're kind of, you know, we're teetering. Since we're, since it's from the aspect of Canada, we can't get in trouble is what I'm saying. That's true. Yeah, we are safe because, from all criticism because of this. Exactly. Because technically, if it is from the U.S., then yes, Minari is a foreign film to Canadians. So, um, yeah, I, these are this is these are some great movies, especially Artemis Fowl, of course. I, I won't even talk. We all know. Um, we should Baccarat. talk about it. We should talk about Artemis oh, Fowl. It, it, it declares that Ireland is the most magical place in the world, which is true. Mm-hmm. Um, that is actually backed up by Wolfwalkers now that I think about it. <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, it's Artemis Fowl is such a great representation of a foreign film. You know, it has mulch diggums, it has <laughs> fairies, and uh, a big troll. Uh, it's, it's got diggums. Colin Farrell. 
like these are the key hallmarks of a great foreign film that we really should respect from Artemis Fowl. Yeah, honestly, I completely forgot about Mulch. Uh, that's just a fantastic name for a character. Uh, mm-hmm. Congratulations to, I guess there's a book. So congratulations to the author of the book. Um, yeah, I, I'll briefly mention Baccarat because BB has not seen that one. Um, it's pretty nuts. Uh, yeah, and it's from Brazil. So pretty good, nuts from Brazil. <laughs> um but god we all know wolf walkers if you if you follow me on the instagram or letterboxd you know that was my personal favorite favorite film of um 2020 but this is best foreign film bb you know this is the best film that's true and i'm like i i want to go to bat for another round i think uh, another round is one that i was a huge fan of uh one that i didn't even realize was going to be in a foreign language until i started it so that was surprising to me um and another round makes uh some more appearances in this award show but i i would really like to lock it in for for mads i couldn't get it for him before i i think another round is so brilliant uh, and it's such a fun story that you know how can you not oh yeah i would i will also lock it in with you bb even though i like wolf walkers better than another round i still love another round alongside you bb so let's, let's lock it in Canadians, congratulations. Your best foreign film is another round. Wow. And unfortunately, uh, Mads Mikkelsen, nor any of his alcohol, nor Thomas Vinterberg could show up tonight uh, flying from Denmark. So here to accept the award in their place is John George. Hello, everybody. Um, here once again, this time to accept, uh, accept an award for Mr. Thomas Vinterberg, a great director. Uh, that I just learned about with another round, actually, and I, I've been digging in his uh, filmography. I'm, I'm ready to watch some some more of his uh, more of his films. So I, I'd say I, I'd say I know the man inside out at this point, to the point where I know what he would say in this speech. Um, he would basically say thank you, and then he would leave, because that's what people do in Denmark. They're yeah. not they're they're thankful for only a couple of seconds, and then they move on. Thank you, everybody. That's what they yeah. call the Danish acceptance speech. It's like an <laughs> Irish goodbye, but this one, they just say thank you and then leave. <laughs> thank you. Uh, yeah, very nice people, those those Danish. Um, those Danes know when to get in and out, you know? They don't waffle. They don't stand around and take up space. They, they get drunk. They say thank you and they leave. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Um, well, our next award is a sort of a future looking award. Um, we, we all know about COVID-19, right? Um, if you don't, it's this virus thing. You have to wear a mask and stuff. You can't get a movie theater. Yeah, boo, I know. boo, boo that virus. It's like, come on, virus. Like, don't want to just chill for a sec. Um, but there are a bunch of movies, BB, that we couldn't watch this past year because of COVID-19 and because people were like, I'm not releasing this movie because people can't see it. Yeah. in theaters and i can't make money because of that um so here are six films for this next category best movie we would have seen if not for COVID 19 um which hopefully might return next year too that'd be cool um <laughs> black widow dune and the green knight ghostbusters the new one the french dispatch james bond no time to die yeah, oh, they don't like James Bond. Or are they booing <laughs> COVID still? It's hard to tell. I, 
it, I don't know. Maybe bring the category. Yeah, I have no clue. Yeah. Um, but these six movies, BB. Wow, we we could have seen them. I, I, it's insane to me what a year this would have been if they, these six films were able to be nominated for other categories. Yeah. Um, wow, the crowd's still hating on James Bond in our Twitch chat as well. This Jeez. is a big sort of ask of us. We have a big task in front of us because we have to figure out which would be or is the best movie, despite having not seen it because of the pandemic. Um, so we're going to have to do a little forensic movie science here to sort of suss out who is the the best of the best here. Okay. If if we're going all serious right away, I will have to say that for me, what I think I would have liked the most on this list, um, French Dispatch, I will immediately say, if you know me, you know I'm not the biggest Wes Anderson fan, so I'm immediately going to like say, like they're hit or miss for me. So I could love this. I could just find it okay. So I'm going to, for me, it's between Green Knight and Dune. Um, yeah. I think those would be my two favorite. Yeah, Denis Villeneuve, one of my favorite directors, and Green Knight, directed by David Lowry, an A24 movie. It's, ugh, I, I have a feeling I'm going to love Green Knight as well. So, yeah, I honestly like, I forgot French Dispatch was a thing until I had to make the graphic for this category. Um, it's a movie I'm excited for, but it's not one that's sticking with me, you know, not like Ghostbusters, the new one with children. <laughs> Um, Finn Wolfhard, baby. Finn Wolfhard finally gets to be a Ghostbuster. Every kid's dream. Yeah. I, I'm confused as to when the just Ghostbuster movie is going to come out. Why is there always a team of them? When's yeah. the solo Ghostbuster coming yeah, out? Yeah, we need to sort of consolidate our Ghostbusters. We're wasting a lot of money on multiple. Yeah, I agree. Um, and for that reason, I don't think that one's going to win the award. Gotta, mm. gotta pare down these Ghostbusters. Costing us too much money. Uh, I'm also definitely between Green Knight and Dune. Um, the thing is, like, with Dune, it's a known entity, right? It's Denis Villeneuve doing sci-fi, uh, which is my favorite thing that he does. And it's got Timothy Chalamet, who's good. I actually haven't seen many movies with him. Uh, oh, you got to catch up on your Timmy movies. Oh, but it, yeah, I'll catch up with Timmy. Me and Timmy will catch up. Um <laughs> But it's also got uh, Dave Bautista and Jason Momoa and Oscar Isaac. Like, this is a stacked movie. Sandworm is in it. And Green Knight's kind of this sleeper, right? Who's like, uh, I really want to see Green Knight. I've only seen the trailer for it, and I'm so desperate to watch this movie um, in a way that I'm almost not for Dune. Yeah, the thing with Green Knight for me is, I could, I, maybe I can't compare it, it's the last time David Lowry made like a, I guess the fantasy esque or like medieval esque movie was Pete's Dragon, and that was his worst film. So it was a children's film, though, a Disney's children's film. So I'm not going to like assume that it's going to be the same quality. Yeah, I don't know. It's yeah. a t this, is, this might be one of our toughest awards, baby. I, well, these the two, I think, is, like pretty evenly. There was actually a five star perfect movie with Pete's Dragon, but he wasn't told it was a children's film. So they had to uh, cut all the good stuff out in order to release it for the kids to watch. I kind of want to make it James Bond just because everyone is booing us for James Bond. And like, yeah. I, I'm kind of getting into the awards of like the Academy and they like like giving awards to things people hate, you know? Yeah, we we. We do want to mirror the Academy in that we choose the wrong thing sometimes. That's, but yeah, that's how we make it big. We had our bait and switch with Mank, I feel like, even though he deserved to win the chubby. That's I'm fine. God, this is actually really tough. 
Um, I have no idea. Are you leaning either way? Um, I'm kind of leaning Green Knight just because I want to give it more publicity. Dune, yeah. people know about Dune. People know about Dune. People don't know as much about the Green Knight. David Lowry, I think, is a fantastic director. You should watch his films if you haven't. So I, I, I would like to push Green Knight as the winner yeah. of this one. Let's, let's go for the Green Knight. I think that's a solid choice. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's got to be. Congratulations to David Larry and the Green Knight for the best movie we would have seen if not for COVID-19. Hell yeah. Uh, we're being booed? <laughs> oh, I, I guess there are a lot of Marvel uh, fans in the audience now that COVID I think about it. Boo. Okay, yeah. Marty yeah. looks like... Are they still booing for... I don't know. <laughs> I, I can't tell. Okay, it's yeah. Well, here to, here to accept the award... Um, for David Lowry, who could not make it tonight, is Matthew Beebe. All right. Hello, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. I am the Green Knight. This is how I will talk in my fine film, The Green Knight. As you know, my film has been rated R for penis inclusion. And so you will all be very excited uh, for 2021 when it is finally released for everyone to watch. Um, I will not say whose penis, though. Yes, thank you, thank you. It's it's a very good one. I'll give you that. It's a very good one. Um, so until this horrible disease is eradicated, much like the Black Plague, uh, I will say, see you next year. Thank you, I'm the Green Knight. Yes. Can't believe we got the Green Knight here. I know, dude. Big get. Big get for that Green Knight. Big get. We'll say in the trailer, not wearing a lot of green, though. So that's a little disappointing. <laughs> Yeah, that was a little upset, uh, a little upsetting. I mean, um, what do we got? We still got we still got some awards here, like four or five awards left. So uh, and the next one is one of my personal favorite awards when it comes to Oscar time in general. I love screenplays and screenwriting. It's best screenwriter, baby. With some. Yeah, this is a big award for John and I. We're both big. Uh, we're big writing people. So um, I guess we'll we'll have John or do I read off the nominees? I've lost yeah, track. You're reading. Yeah, Siri and them off. Okay, sweet. Here we go. Let me tell you the nominees for Best Screenwriter. We have Andy Ciara for Palm Springs, Evan Morgan for Kid Detective, Herman J. Mankiewicz for Citizen Kane. Real good one, that Herman J. Uh, yep. Emerald Fennel for Promising Young Woman, and Thomas Vinterberg and Tobias Lindholm for Another Round. Yes. Give it up uh, for our nominees. A, a stacked category this year, I would say. Oh, yeah. And we got a lot of young guns in here. I'd say Thomas Venterberg, Tobias Lenholm, and um, Herman J. Mankiewicz, some, you know, industry standards at this point. Uh, there, there are some older ones right there. Yeah. Obviously, Herman, he's been around for, I don't know, since the 1930s or whatever. He's already won an Oscar, you know? Yeah. Uh, but we got three... three um, very young people on this list, Emerald Fennel, Evan Morgan, and Andy Ciara. And honestly, I think for all three of them, this might be their first screen screenplay. Um, I'll tell that, you what, uh, it's their first Biggie nomination, which is pretty that's huge. For sure. That is for sure. Um, actually, I know Evan Morgan wrote, wrote another movie because I saw it. The audience anyway. is so hyped. This is like this is a hype award. I'm excited because I immediately see this. I I think um I don't know. It's it's tough. If I were the Oscars, obviously I would give it to Herman J. Mankiewicz. I mean, Citizen Kane, that's the best Are movie of all time. Me? 
And you know what's really cool about that is we got to watch him come up with the idea for it and write it. Yeah. And none of these other people released movies where they did that. I don't know why, but for whatever reason, Herman J was like, I'm going to record this and release it for the people to watch. So they get some context on this Citizen Kane thing. Yeah, really smart. It's almost like a YouTube vlog. He's the oldest person in this category, and he's the, but he's the most tech savvy, you know, in touch with the youth, clearly. Yeah, um, it was interesting. Manx's alternate title was screenwriter writes play with broken leg. It, and then like in parentheses, it said like emotional. And that really got to me as a, a young millennial slash Gen Zer. Oh, yeah. And we all saw his TikToks, too. I mean, he was yeah. TikToking the whole process that God, Herman. Good, 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 good on you. Yeah, um, everyone else good. really needs to step up to Herman's level. I agree. Let's take a look at him anyways. Um, Andy okay. CR, this, is, our, this is, um, is this our first mention of Palm Springs so far? I think so. Yeah, first uh, Palm Springs mention. Which it de- definitely deserves mention. If you haven't seen Palm Springs on uh, Hulu, fantastic um, film. And I think the performances were great, but I really love the screenplay for this one. Um, took that classic Groundhog Day thing and um turned it into a, a relationship uh comedy so a rom-com as some people as call, they it. call it yeah <laughs> uh yeah um, palm springs is really strong uh overall it's been a little while since we've seen it but i remember watching it and just it's just fun it's just like a really tight fun screenplay uh mm-hmm. that gets everything across um we have to mention emerald fennel who twisted the shit out of us with promising young woman giving us the ending no one could have seen coming mm-hmm. um and overall just being like really uh on top of it tom is mentioning if we don't give it to emerald fennel we're sexist oh that's, that's great a lot of going on our, our twitch chat is very hostile to us when it comes to this stuff but i guess that's good <laughs> keep us on our toes yeah yeah, yeah. um I, I enjoy i mean this i'm sure this is what the academy goes through they, they're called sexist every single second of um of the oscars so I'm all about it. I feel like a legit Hollywood star right now. Yeah, we are the Academy. Um, <laughs> this is all me uh, doing theatrics because there's no way you're going to convince me that Kid Detective doesn't win this award. Oh, yeah, no doubt. I just wanted to give them, um, <laughs> I just wanted to give the other people a quick shout out at least. Everyone uh, deserves been... credit. These are all legitimately great scripts, including Herman J. Mankiewicz for Citizen Kane. Um, <laughs> and this might be recency bias, but Kid Detective blew me away. If you listened to last week's episode, I just gushed about it for an hour. Um, such an incredible screenplay such an incredible ending uh evan morgan where have you been my whole life uh kid detective was just it was so good yeah he's one of the best he's one of the best honestly with the dirties as well i really like his screenwriting i think hell of a screenplay with kid detective um and that is a canadian film so now yeah they weren't eligible for the foreign film award but finally <laughs> yeah, Canadians. Thank you. Yeah, love it. A lot of Canadians out in the audience. Uh, yeah, let's, let's just give it to Evan Morgan, best screenwriter. He deserves it. Yeah, throw up that graphic. Congratulations uh, to Evan Morgan. First time Biggie winner. That's going to be an award he looks at his whole life with great pride. Uh, unfortunately, Evan Morgan couldn't be here tonight. Uh, as we know, Canadians are afraid of coming to America. So accepting the award in his place will be our very own John George. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm sure if I were Evan Morgan, I would immediately um, compliment the picture you just saw of me because 
that is a really good picture, really flattering. Um, and I would say that everyone should go watch some Canadian movies because Canadian movies are the best movies. We're the kindest people. We're so nice. And I would, and then of course, cause he's Canadian, I don't want to do it because it would take forever. And I'm, you know, we're on sort of a time crunch here, uh, but he would think at least I would say 500 people, about 500 people. He's Canadian. He's super polite. He would thank almost everyone he came into contact to when he was writing the screenplay slash making the film slash grew growing up in high school and all that stuff. So I'm not going to go through it, but just imagine he thanked a lot of people. And when this music came on, he wouldn't care. He would just keep thanking them. He's too polite um, to not say thank you to all those people. But then when people start waving up, he would also be too polite to to not stop naming things, of course. So then he would be confused. He'd be like, Charlie, but wait, I want to kill it. Kill it. Stop it. Stop wait, it. I want to run away. Go back to Maine. Wait, Charlie, who please. Do I I'm trying to be polite to everyone right now. What oh do I do? Oh, my God. We're still here. What what, you know what Christ. happened? Uh, thank you. What oh. a disaster. I mean, that was a good speech, right? That's what he would do. Never give a Canadian <laughs> award. We've learned our lesson. We've learned our lesson. They're too polite. Oh, my God. Well, uh, next, uh, one of our biggest awards of the night. We've got to talk about Best Director. Oh, boy. Best Director. Let's see those nominees. Let's just get right into it. Get right, right into, into those nominees. Team. Best Director, we got Lee Isaac Chung for Minari, Pete Doctor for Soul, Thomas Vinterberg for Another Round, Corey Finley for Bad Education, and Miranda July for Kajillionaire. Another strong group, very powerful group of nominees here. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of familiar faces at this point, I would say. Um, Corey Finley showing up for the first time, Miranda July and Kajillionaire showing up for the first time. Um, but yeah, I guess I'll give my Kajillionaire shout out real quick. I included this because this is one of my favorite films of 2020. I think Miranda July did a really good job of directing this one. Um, so I put this one on best director, but BB has not seen it. So as we all know, that one is most likely eliminated. A common theme tonight. I'm the destroyer of nominees. <laughs> exactly. Um, all right. What, who do we go for here, baby? This we got uh, four nice directors here. This is really tough. Um, this is actually really, really tough now that I'm looking at the list. Uh, Pete Doctor, I feel like, delivered such an emotional experience for me with Soul and such like a, a personal kind of movie that felt like it was directed right at me. Um, which is not, I feel like, an easy thing to do a lot of the time to sort of touch to the core of a subject or get to the core of a subject, rather. But uh, I want to give big props to Pete Doctor. I I think he's uh, he's a very strong contender here for me. I think he's my, I mean, ever since Inside Out, and I loved Up, he's just the best Pixar director in general, I think. Um, so did not surprise me when he pretty much knocked out of the ballpark with Soul again. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I'm starting to warm up to Lee Isaac Chung a little bit here. I really like Minari. I think he did a really good job of directing in his directorial debut, poured his heart out onto the screen. Obviously, very personal story for him. I thought it was sh- shot super well, looked great, direction was great. Um, yeah, I like Minari a lot. I, and we've we've nominated Minari for so many. At this point, I'm just like feeling bad. Like Minari was a great movie. Feeling bad for yeah. not giving 
this point. Minari was a great movie. I but I'm like also kind of feeling Corey Finley. I Bad Education was so much fun. And uh I feel like the direction might almost be underrated in that movie in a sense. Like True. it's so dynamic. Like for a movie that's literally just about people like embezzling credit cards, everything in that movie is so dynamic and fun and uh it just keeps you going and Obviously, you have Hugh Jackman there to sort of prop everything up, but I think Corey Finley deserves huge props. That's like that almost might be my my front runner here. Um, okay. I yeah, honestly, I wasn't considering it, but I agree. I, I love Bad Education. I love all of these movies and all the directors of these movies as well. So this cool. is going to be an award where I feel genuinely bad, no matter who we pick. Like these, all, all these people, like a thousand percent, deserve it. Yeah, this I think this might be the only one so far where I'm like all five are amazing directors. All five yeah. did a great job. Well, we can't do that. We only made one winner circle graphic, so we will have to pick oh. one. I'm down to do Corey Finley. Um, we haven't mentioned Thomas Minterberg. Of course, we love another round in his yes. direction as well. But um, yeah, I'm down to do Corey Finley. I think he did a great job. Yeah, he made some amazing choices to make Bad Education, like you're saying, a really entertaining flick all the way throughout. Yeah, it's I I'm like uh, Minari is so beautiful and Soul is so beautiful. Um I just I I loved that education. I think Corey Finley just nailed it and so I think we're going to have to go with him. All right, bad education. Corey Finley. That's the record. Congratulations to Corey Finley. Corey Finley cannot be here much like everyone else is winning awards. So Matt Baby will uh, accept this award for him. All right, I'll do my best. Well, first off, uh, Long Island represent. Uh, obviously, Natsaw County is a really backwards, sort of terrible county where uh, superintendents steal money from their schools and uh, all that kind of awful stuff. Go Suffolk, 631 represent. Um, but I would also like to mention that Finley was also the name of my middle school. Uh, Finley Middle School is when I went to middle school, which is pretty cool. Also a fun Long Island fact. Um, the award is nice. I'd like to talk about Long Island a little bit more because we don't we get a pretty short end of the stick when it comes to film. And finally, Corey Finley has come around and given us Long Islanders a movie where we can watch it and go, that's about right. Uh, and that is a that is really the power of bad education. And of Hugh Jackman, who's not even from Long Island, he's from this place called Australia. Hmm. Um, which is crazy, but he nailed the Long Island thing. Uh Strong Island, uh, I don't know if there's anything else to say. We're only an hour outside the city by train. That's pretty cool. All right, wrapping it up. Thank you for the award. <laughs> wow. Thank you, Corey Finley. Is Corey actually from Long Island, or did he just I make I have a no point? idea. I, <laughs> his movie takes place in Long Island. That's all that matters to me. <laughs> okay, cool. So, um, yeah, well, up next is a, whew, it's a very contentious award. Only two nominees for it. This is, I'm going to say it, the big award of the night. If there's <laughs> one award uh, that people should be hyped for, it's this bad boy right here. All right. Well, let's take a look. Nominee of Kenneth Branagh. Yes. Of course, our nominees are either Artemis Fowl, which Kenneth Branagh directed, or Tenet in which Kenneth Branagh was a screaming Russian man. These are two top uses of Kenneth Branagh. Oh. Yep. 
Fourth Smith Brana. Everyone knows him. Everyone loves him. He's Hollywood's top guy at this point. Most followers yeah. on Twitter, most followers on Facebook, most followers on TikTok. It's just nonstop Kent Brana action. Yeah. But only one one person slash group of people utilized Kenneth Branagh in the appropriate way. John, I think you'll agree with me. It's obviously his acting of performance in Tenet. Really? Because I don't agree with you at all. I really think it was his direction in Artemis Fowl, which, of course, we nominated earlier for Best Foreign Film, um, which is a hard category to be in. And he directed it himself. Uh, and it, it, it's all because of him that I felt like Ireland was magical and stuff like that. And I mean, I bet it was his idea to have Mulch Duggins Diggins do all the funny stuff he does. Right. John, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hold on. I, I didn't think we were going to have to get into it. Like you saw a tenet, right? The movie where he was a big, angry Russian man. He shot a lady backwards, John. You can't just do that. Uh, That's acting talent. Real, real cool. Like, real cool. Shooting people backwards, being in tenet, yelling. Who cares if he directed a man to fucking eat dirt as a super? Anyone can go up to Josh Gad and tell him to eat dirt. It's easy. He'll no, do it no. for free. He 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 does not do it. it he, notoriously, he is known for not doing that, and he made him do it. He made Christopher him. Christopher Nolan dirt. is on record as saying that Kenneth Branagh improvised his entire role in Tenet on the spot the day of. That's acting. That's power beyond. Do you see how thick that man was in that movie? How could you? We were denied a vision of Kenneth Branagh and Autonomous Foul. We got to see him in Tenet. I I mean, I do wish Kenneth Branagh would. He's just so humble. He's so humble, such a humble director that when all the actors were begging on their hands and knees, please, Kenneth, show your face in this movie, please. He said, no, I'm a director. I'm humble. I don't I want I want this to be your movie. He's just such a humble guy. It's got to be Artemis Fowl. You know, you know what? Mean, Fuck you, John. I've been doing this shit for what, a year now? And this is what I get. You can't just let me have this Kenneth Branagh award. You, you know what? I'm I'm sick of your stupid face and your dumb beard and you're growing out your hair. It's ridiculous. And I, this is this is Kenneth Branagh erasure. You're trying to take this man off the silver screen where he belongs. I am not. I am not trying to. He he belongs behind the camera in front of it wherever you want him. He's a man of many talents, baby. OK, and I will grow out my hair as long as I want to grow it out. I don't care if it looks like shit. All right, because I'm growing it out for Kenneth himself. He told me to. He DM'd me one day, okay? I love him. You know what? I think this has gone on long enough. John, I'm sorry I said some hurtful things. I think we should just give this award to Mank. I tend to agree. Yeah. All right, well, <laughs> congrats to Mank for best use of Kenneth Branagh. I'm sure he was involved somehow. We, yeah. we have to... We have to repair this broken home that i didn't think kenneth was gonna do this to us honest honestly fuck that guy for making us fight like that yeah i now i'm starting to think he doesn't deserve this award at all and i'm i'm very happy that mank and we'll we'll get mank up here again mank will mank will make yeah. another speech it'll be great I'm, mank's always just a solid yeah yes <laughs> thank you thank you that's, that's Mank. right. Oh. Fuck Kenneth Branagh. This is the Mank show, baby. Yeah, Mank winner. Mank winner. Is it my turn to make a speech? Yeah, I think so. I think it is your turn to make a speech. Okay, yeah, of course. Thanks. All right. Well, I know everyone's upset about that. Uh, Kenneth Branagh is not fucking allowed to come in here.
So accepting <laughs> the award in his stead will be John George. Um, okay, so if I were Mank and this was sprung on me at the last second, I would probably already be wasted because I wouldn't expect any other awards. Um, I'd probably get up here and I would puke, faint, and then the music would play me off. Thank you. Yeah, a classic Mank speech if there ever was one. Yeah, give yeah. it up for Mank. The, the true so champion of the night. <laughs> yes. Um, well, we got oh, one boy. more award. We, we've made award. it to the end. We were almost defeated by that motherfucker, Kenneth Branagh, but we're Straight stronger up. than him, and we're going we're gonna to get our final award out. I'm excited. I mean, this is it. This is the big, big award, of course. Um, other people call it Best Picture. That's dumb, obviously, because it's not just one picture, you idiot. Academy over people. this. It's the best series of moving images. Our best category. Yes, our biggest category. Anyone could take this home. Let's see the nominees. We have Minari, Another Round, Soul, Wolfwalkers, Palm Springs, Bad Education, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, The Kid Detective, and of course, Hubie Halloween. Wow. Huge category. So many different movies on there, our series of moving images on there. Ten of them. That's what we like to do here. Uh, yeah. Ten movies. And yeah, the crowd is already chanting Hubie. We can hear you. Adam Sandler's there. here. Hey, Adam. Adam was the only one who showed up. So if if he wins this award, he will come up and actually do an acceptance speech, which is exciting. Yeah, which does give me, you know, gives me a little bit. I mean, I kind of want to just see the crowd. I mean, the crowd's chanting QB. I want to see like their guess almost to to what we would give it based off of our other awards at this point. Because yeah, that's what I do when I'm watching the Oscars. You know, I'm like, okay, what have they been giving it to a lot? And that's probably going to win Best Picture unless they give it to Green Book all of a sudden out of nowhere. Charlie uh, Sears is coming in strong for the child. Charlie, you're backstage with Marty. Don't you can't be guessing. You already saw the script for this, Charlie. <laughs> true charlie's gonna spoil it yeah um kid detective that i think that could be a very good choice obviously i think that's bb's one of bb's favorites for sure but is it I, one of I think if i were deciding if i had all the power in the world and i could smite john george from this earth i would give this award to kid detective again this might be recency bias but it's been a long time since i felt that way about a movie in this horrid year where no movies came out uh, I just got to watch Kid Detective, and that was so great for me. Yes, and as we know, I if I could smite BB, mine would be Wolfwalkers. Um, but maybe we'll have to compromise on another movie, one movie yeah. that we equally enjoyed together, um, which I immediately look and I see another round of BB. And it seems I like see another round as well. That could possibly be our combined favorite movie here on big boy movies this year. It feels like it fits. Yeah. We should go through some of the other ones. Um, Promising young woman is also very strong. I want to say, I think, I think that one is, is very strong energy. It's another one where I came out the other end and I was like, Ooh, that's a movie. That's a <laughs> spicy movie. I don't get that all the time. I don't always come out of a spicy, a movie. Um, spicy. It's like a meatball. Yeah. Honestly, I, I love avoid all... saying meatball. Oh, sorry. Um, I love Minari. I love 
Um, what else do I love? All of them. I love Hubie Halloween. Yeah. I just, I was trying to get sounds for this, uh, for this, uh, show actually. I was, so I rewatched a lot of Hubie Halloween to try to get that. Couldn't find any. Um, but yeah. man, what an active performance. That was my prank on John. I said, John, we need a soundboard for the biggies. Uh, and he asked why, cause we have a live audience. And I was like, uh, oh, just for some assorted sounds. Um, and so I told him, you have to watch all of Hubie Halloween to find a good soundbite. And I knew there were no good soundbites, but, uh, you know, not at all. Um, <laughs> you knew it. You just made me watch. Hubie I Halloween. knew it. I just wanted you to watch Hubie Halloween again. I thought it would be funny. That's a silly prank. Silly prank, baby. But yeah, I was in emotional stress the rest of the day. Um, Sound of Metal, great film. Um, I enjoyed that one a, a heck of a lot. Yeah. That uh, one, again, for me, it was like just Riz Ahmed. Um, yeah. There was some some issues I had with that one. But I think maybe we can wrap it up. I think both of us loved another round. Um, it was the best foreign film for Canadians. It might be just the best film for us red-blooded Americans from Denmark. I'd be comfortable yeah. giving it to another round. I would be too. We're pulling in Oscars. They gave they gave best foreign film to the Parasite, and then they gave best picture to Parasite. We're, yeah. we're copying them. We, the scriptwriters copied the Oscars this year. We're giving yeah. it to another round. Yes. Is that what our 15 comedy writers did? They just copied the Oscars. They just copied the Oscars. They, That's why our intro wasn't funny at all. Shit. Yeah. It's, they said it's hot to, to do foreign language films for best picture, but yeah, yeah. let's the winner up on the screen charlie slash marty, marty. whoever another round yeah it joins the ranks of the lighthouse the only other best series of movie imaging yes. one day someone will do a podcast breaking down every best picture winner from the biggies yes and i am very i'm gonna be very excited for that podcast i hope tom and charlie are the hosts of it that would be yeah our other world podcast that a podcast about our podcast, which there aren't enough. Of, <laughs> of course. Um. Oh wait the the script has another award on here, baby. It looks like our. Should we do an acceptance speech? Oh, wait, first? yeah, we got an, This is big. We need an acceptance speech. My bad. I'm so sorry. Thomas Vinterberg is texting me like crazy. He's wondering He's where like, the. Let acceptance me do speech the speech, is. or rather, he wants me to do the speech for him because he can't be here. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I guess I'll do this speech real quick. Okay, baby, here to accept. Uh, well, hello, everyone. I'm not from Denmark. I don't drink alcohol, but I do love Mads Mikkelsen. And that's really what tonight is all about. Um, when I watched another round for the first time, I was so glued to the screen. Uh, they made the guy from the Death Stranding game real, which was crazy. I didn't think you could do that with video game characters, but they brought him into real life and they got him fucking wasted, which was great. Um, I think... This is going to be a long-standing tradition where we give the best picture award to whichever movie is the most frat. Last year, we had The Lighthouse, a great drinking movie. Now we have another round, another fantastic drinking film. Somehow we went this whole time without mentioning the final scene of another round. Um, and it's weird to me that we even considered any other movie based on that final scene. So... Uh, <laughs> Congrats to another round. Congratulations to me for accepting this award for Thomas Vinterberg and Mads Mikkelsen and all the people who made another round. Uh, now it's time to close out the biggies. Yeah. So this is going to be uh, something. So 
like we said, we got our friend Charlie to to do the live production with Marty because Marty doesn't know how computers are work or how movies are made. Um, oh shit, that was a secret. Um, <laughs> but Charlie said he would only do this award if we let him have his own award at the end of the show. So I get we he didn't even tell us what it was about. So I guess here's the Charlie Sears Award. Hello, I am here oh. to present the Charlie Sears Award for oh, Christ. the excellent <laughs> in all cinema history. And I'm just going to cut to the chase right here. This award is going to Marty. And we are giving, we even have a video package ready for him. Wow. Okay. Wow. That was a really good, <laughs> really well produced. Wow. I, I think. I guess. For any know, audio I, listeners out there too, we should clarify that Charlie did appear as a sort of a potato man on screen. So you might want to hunt down the VOD for this one. Yeah. <laughs> that was, wow. I think that I, I honestly, I know for a fact Marty paid Charlie to say that because yeah. that until that video was put together by Marty and he produced it and there was no sound. It was like half. Of, it was like a quarter of the screen. It was so quick. Like, but clearly Charlie got paid to give Marty that award. Yeah, that was very hastily put together, except for the potato VTuber thing. That was pretty good. <laughs> um, was pretty good. But I guess uh, Marty was mad because he didn't win any awards last year. So he just paid off Charlie to to give him the Charlie Sears award. Yeah, well, I don't blame Charlie. Probably got paid a lot of money. And yeah, he's very put, wealthy. Yeah, and he had to put very little effort into it besides making himself into potato. So yeah. Wow. Well, I guess that's it for the biggies. The second that's, ever biggies. Yeah. Another biggies in the books. Congratulations to all the winners. Uh, thank you to everyone who showed up, who watched live, who's listening later on podcast services. Uh, this has been a, a great event. I actually do genuinely want to thank Charlie uh, for helping Marty out and for helping us out. Uh, this would not have been as much of a Twitch thing uh, if he had not helped us with this. Um, and so I guess there's nothing left to say, but until next year, stay big, you beautiful people.